It's so good to have you with us today, everyone. It's fantastic. And, and can we give a big round of applause to all the family and supporters of our people getting baptised over here today? Awesome. So good. Just want to let you know the, the spa pool is at 35 degrees, but I did tell them that it was freezing cold, but they didn't work. They, it was nice and warm and toasty for them as well. Maybe your next step is taking that step of water baptism. Can I encourage you? What a, what a great day. There's no time like the present. So you can let us know by just filling out that Orange Connect card in front of you, uh, and we'll be in touch with you about our next service, which will be next month. Well, it's amazing to have you with us this morning, and, and we're on to our, our ninth, our ser- oh, number nine of our series called Top Ten, and, and it's a series that we've uh, entitled uh, Ten because we're following what the Bible calls the Ten Commandments, uh, and we're unpacking them uh, um, because they are timeless, uh, timeless uh, tools and that will equip us for living life today. So we're in for a, a great, great message this morning, I believe. Uh, I believe something on my heart today. So, uh, But before we pray and we get into the message, I wanted to let you know about, if, 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 this, if you call Elam Christian Center your home right now, I've got some family news and a bit of a, uh, something to, to let you know about, some opportunities for, uh, for you. You'll notice that uh, we have amazing children's programs right through our building and, and, and absolutely incredible. There's, there's probably just as many people out there serving and helping and looking after our kids, and which they do a fantastic job week in and week out. And, uh, but I wanted to let you know about some opportunities that we have uh, in our current and our under fives program. Uh, that's, our, that's our little ones. They meet in a great space here. And we have an amazing volunteer, Lisa, who, who organizes the program and just spends, uh, spends hours every week making it so cool for our kids, for our little ones. And, uh, and, but what I want to ask today, or want to put out there today, is that, is that it would be so cool to have some more uh, adults uh, helping out at that program. So I thought I'm going to bribe you with something in a second, so, so we're going to just get ready, prepare your hearts for this, but, uh, but we have amazing people that have been serving all through our lockdowns, and, uh, and, and just some of them have been doing uh, two services in one weekend, and, it, and it's tough going, and it's tiring for some of them, and, and, and firstly, could we give a big round of applause to all our under fives people, amazing, thank you so much. But I would really love everybody if, if we could, if as families and as parents, and if you've got small children or older children, maybe you're a grandparent, hey, we've got a space for you there. And it's what it is, it's serving just one service a month. So like you could come to this service and, and then help out in the children's program uh, next, uh, the next service. But, but just one service a month, we would love to make it even safer for our program, even more fun for our children. This is some of the things that if you sign up today uh, that you will receive. You'll get to meet new, this is like an auction really, isn't it? But I won't call for hands, don't worry. Uh, but but uh, when you join the, the, our dream team, and especially in our under five program, you're going to meet some incredible mums and dads who serve in there, uh, and they will be able to help you just by talking with them. You, they'll help you in your family. You'll have fun. You'll be supporting all of the other families in here uh, as well, and they will love you for that. And now here's the sweetener for every person. Can I hear a good amen right now? No good amens, no. Okay, but, but what, I, what I'm going to be offering today is we have these coffee cards worth 10 coffees. Oh, now, now everybody's looking, eh? Hey, so what, what I'd love to do for every person that, or every adult that is, that would sign up to say, yeah, I'd love to help. I'd love to be someone that encourages our children and prays for our children, be uh, in that program to help and support our families in our church. You will receive, for every person that fills out a connect card, say, yes. I will help out. I will go on the monthly roster. Uh, you will get one free coffee card from me. Yeah. Worth a grand total of $25. So 
So you can, you, if you feel like right now, you can grab that Kenny card out right now and start filling it in right now. You can do that. That would be so. But can I encourage you? We, we have uh, some of the, our team have been working so, so hard. It would be great to support them some more and encourage them and empower them. So, so come on. Uh, maybe you, you're, you're busy. I know you're busy. Uh, everybody's busy. Uh, and this is a great way by just by doing something quite really small that we can support and help each other. That would be so, so cool. And you'll get 10 free coffees as well. Come on, we better pray right now. Come on, let's pray. <sighs> Father God, Lord, today, Lord, just like the, the rain is uh, raining on the roof right now, we go, Father, I thank you. We ask for the, the, the rain of heaven to fall inside this place today. That Holy Spirit, would you speak to our hearts right now? Lord, as we dig into your word, as we, as we talk about life, oh God, and Lord, and how we can just navigate the days and the weeks ahead, Lord, with you. Father, I pray, Lord, would you settle our hearts right now? Would you help us to, to focus our, our spirits on you, Lord God? Because, Father, we want to hear from you today. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, for every distraction in this place right now, just to go, just to leave, every, every thought, every imagination, people's minds, Father God, that are, are just wandering right now, oh God, thinking about lunch. Father, I pray, Lord, would you help us to settle and focus our heart. Lord, we want to hear from you. In Jesus' mighty name, come on, everyone said. Amen. Amen. Well, we've been doing our, our top 10 series, and we're working from the 10 commandments from the end, from number 10 right up to number 1, and today is number 2. Uh, and number 2 is, is a fascinating topic that, that some will hear will say that, oh, well, this doesn't really affect us anymore, or this isn't for us today, but I want to tell you right from the start, it does, and it is. Uh, and so come on, let's pick up the scripture from Exodus chapter 20. The second commandment that we're looking at today is do not make idols. Do not make idols. Exodus 20 verse 4 and 6, it says this, it says, do not, do not make idols of any kind, whether in the shape of birds or animals or fish. You must never worship or bow down to them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, and who will not share your affection with any other God. I do not leave unpunished the sins of those who hate me, but I punish the children for the sins of their parents to the third and the fourth generations. But, I love a good but in Scripture, right? But, I lavish my love on those who love me and obey my commands even for a thousand generations. Do not make idols of any kind. And, and, and I kind of realize as we've been doing this series, there's a lot of do nots, right? Do not do this, do not do that. And, and so I try to reverse it to what, what's something in line with this, that this commandment that we can do or we should do. Almost like a bit of reverse psychology on you here right now. So, so here it is. This is what I, I think uh, do not idols is in reverse. It says, if this was a commandment I could give you, uh, it would be this. You should recognize that God is beyond description and limitation. So much so that we might attempt to place upon him. He's beyond description. He's beyond limitation. Let me read it again. I messed that up. You should recognize that God is beyond description or any limitation that we might place upon him. He is more than enough. He is everything you need, I need, will ever need. Everything we need, need. He was always going to be enough for us. And but we can live our lives sometimes by trusting other things or putting our hope in things and other things. And that's where this affects us today. This is where it affects us today. Now, what do you say? What do you, what's the first thought that pops into your mind when you hear the word idol? When you hear the word idol, this is what pops into my mind. 
is New Zealand Idol, the music show. Uh, and the reason why it pops into my mind is one of my best friends, you might have uh, seen him, he's been here a few times, Jesse O'Brien, and the very second session uh, of New Zealand Idol that many years ago that it was on, my mate Jesse decided to audition for it. Now, he's a great singer, and, and he got all through the rounds and got up into the live shows, and he got into the top 10, and he was becoming famous, becoming a idol for lots of people, and, <laughs> but to me, he was just Jesse, my mate, uh, and, and he was, he got on the live shows, he was the rocker guy with the kind of the, that kind of thing, and earrings and stuff off there, so we look quite similar, in fact, a little bit in our styles, but, <laughs> but he, oh, there, there he is there, Jesse, and, and he got through the live shows, and he got to number four in New Zealand Idol before getting, before getting eliminated. And that after the show that night, he rings me and said, oh, can I come and pick him up? So, so the next day, I drive from Hamilton up to the studios to pick him up. And, and he, was, he was a bit down because he wanted to be New Zealand Idol, but he didn't quite make it. You know, he wanted to be crowned the idol because that's what they do. They crown New Zealand Idol. And, and so when I picked him up, he was, he was a bit down. So I thought, I can encourage him. I'll, I'll take him to McDonald's on the Takanini off-ramp there. You know that one? So we stopped in there the night before this big superstar was on TV that got eliminated. We walk into the McDonald's there at Takanini and, and people started to look at him. I thought they were looking at me, but they were looking at him. <laughs> and they, they were looking at him and go, and then you can start to hear the whisper, that's Jesse from New Zealand Idol. And I would say, yeah, he got eliminated last night. <laughs> And all the girls were gooing and garring over him because he's a superstar. And, and, and then he goes to the front, and the, of the very first time in history, I believe, that I've ever heard it, the McDonald's person behind the counter said, I'm going to buy you your McDonald's. <laughs> Not to me, but to Jesse. Uh, and because he was this big superstar and all of that, and all these people were wanting autographs and photos, and I kind of left then, and I just went down and sat mine. I thought, he's not an idol to me. He's Jesse, my mate. He can pay for his own McDonald's. He definitely wasn't idle for me. But what is an idol for us today? What is an idol for you today? Well, well here's, here's a short description of what an idol is. And an idol is anything more important to you than God. Anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God. It's anything that you seek to give. Uh, it's, it's anything that you seek to give you what only God can give you. Essentially, an idol uh, can be anything that takes the place of God as the most important focus and priority in your life. This is what idols attempt to do. Idols attempt to take the place on the throne in your life. And the truth is, each one of us, this is my throne. The truth is this, is that each one of us uh, have a throne in, in our lives. And someone or something sits on that throne in our life. Now, now you might say that Scripture talks to us, and we're going to read some Scripture shortly about, about those two aspects. And, and I want to present this idea and that, that we, at times, we can be willing slaves to things. What, what things you might say, well, Derek, we, we can be willing slaves to, to finance, to money, to getting more of it, to grabbing more of it, and that thing can sit on at the throne of our lives. It means it can come before us and God, that we rely on this. Maybe it's a relation. Now, this could be a person. 
This is just not things. Maybe this is a person. Maybe there's, there's a person there that you, you rely on relationally that is not healthy. And, and, and for someone, you've become a willing slave and you've put them on that path. Whatever they say, you do. Whatever they, wherever they go, you go. They can become, a, take the throne on our lives. Some of you might say right now that, oh, Daryl, you've missed the boat on this one. There's no way I'm a slave. I'm the boss of my own life. I don't become a slave to anyone or anything. The Apostle Paul in Scripture would say, if he was here today, he would say, oh, really? (laughs) And he would probably use these words that we find in Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Let's check it out. Paul would say to us that, do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone... As obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or obedience to God, which leads to righteousness. Now, the word either in there is quite a fascinating, fascinating word, and it makes it pretty clear, really, that either we present ourselves to God, or we, either we, or we present ourselves to our own emotions and feelings and all that things called sin in our lives. There's only two sides. Even Bob Dylan, one of the greatest singers of our time, kind of said that he said this, you're going to have to serve somebody. He wrote a song about it, I believe. It was way before my time. Most of us, most of us, of course, <laughs> most of us don't do this consciously. We don't do this consciously. Sometimes we unthinkingly or just even mechanically because, because the truth is something is at the center of our hearts and it's that thing that commands our obedience, that thing that we feel most important to us, that thing that we've just got to have to be fulfilled. There's a secret there. It's that thing. Whatever it is that you can't live without, I'd like to suggest today if that is not God, that that is your master. So, so what do we do? What, what do we do when we notice? Uh, right, right now, my, my whole goal, my whole prayer with this message is that some like little light bulbs would start to go on and people's hearts and lives, oh, maybe that's just taking a place where it shouldn't be. Maybe that's taking uh, that thing, that, that, that job, that career, that investment, like I'm just trying to get there. No matter what, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get to the top. Maybe that's the thing for you today. Whatever it is for you, My goal is that you'd recognize it today, that there'll be that little light bulb that God can help you to navigate through, to heal you, that he can start to work in your heart and in your life. So so how do we do that if we notice uh, that things have crept into our hearts? Well, the first thing is this, is to simply identify what has control. Identify what has control. Now, Christian counselors often talk about four key idols in our lives that, that dominate our hearts. Our innermost. And the first is this there's four power, control, approval, and comfort. So, right now, which one of those is speaking loudest to you? What is the idol of your choice? What replacement of a God has your ear right now? See, notice that none of these four idols are actually bad things on their own, but it's when they become ultimate in our lives commanding our obedience and ruling our emotions that they displace God as our master. And they displace God. Did you hear that? So subtle, right? That 
that things can come along and be displaced. That it's like, what's that called? That's called an overthrow, or the throne has been toppled over and someone falls off or something falls off. So easy in our world to develop. But what is yours? What can you recognize that after today? My, my prayer is that Holy Spirit would speak to you, that you'd help you to recognize it. John Calvin said this that evil is not typically desiring something bad, but desiring something good too much. It's not loving a bad thing, but elevating a good thing to a God thing. Paul provides a simple test for us to help identify uh, the core idols in our lives. And in Scripture, he says this. He says, Let's not, uh, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. And the Greek word for passions there is, is, is intense. There's an intensity about passions there. It means a desire that completely overwhelms us, overwhelms you to fight out uh, what that idol has snuck into your heart and into your life, maybe this is a question you could ask. Is you could ask, where are my emotions most out of control? Where are, so, so maybe what, if I was to ask you today, what makes you angry? Not, not just mad, not just mad or upset, but uncontrolled and vehemently angry. What causes you fear? Not just every day, Worry, anxiety, but, but panic, terror, para- that paralyzing fear. What causes that fear? What, what drives you to sadness is another question. You can, what drives you to sadness? Not, not just disappointment, but despair, inconsolable sadness. What's in your life right now that have threatened with loss, what drives you over that emotional edge of anger, fear, or sadness? Maybe there's something you're beginning to identify right now. I want to tell you that. That no, no idol, no thing is too big, too huge, too unsurmountable for God to not heal. He is sovereign God. He is over all. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're carrying, I believe that God can set you free can change the trajectory of your life. You don't have to live that way anymore. First thing is this, is to identify what has control. The second thing is to remember or to consider its destination. Uh, see, Romans 6 verse 16, Paul just doesn't say that, that we all serve someone. He says whatever master we choose leads us to a certain destination. And every master besides God leads to death. See, if you offer yourself as a slave to approval, your life will be plagued with, by constant pity, envy, hurt, feelings, and inadequacy. If you, if you are a slave to comfort, you won't be able to say no to the pleasures of food, of, of sex, or drugs, or pornography. If you're enslaved to power, you'll become domineering and harsh. You'll become even abusive. If you're enslaved to, to control, you'll, you'll worry all the time. You'll lose your temper. You'll, you, you'll man, want to manipulate others to get your way. The truth, the good news is, is that we're all the same. 
No one is different from, from myself to, to you, to anyone. We all have these things. We all struggle with thinking that God can heal us. Paul says in Romans 6, right at the end, he says the wages of sin is death. And that's just not the sin that leads to hell when we, when we die. But in the context of Romans 6, Paul is trying to tell us that when we allow idols to be our master, we'll get a glimpse of those hellish wages now. Another great theologian, Tim Keller, says this, that sin is a master that always pays on time and in full. So true. Sin starts with fun, but it never ends up that way. Consider its destination. The third thing and the final thing is this, is that the thought for this morning is to put God back on his throne. Put God back in the seat. Put God back in the throne. Whatever's on there, Get it off. Heal it from find rest, restoration. Get on, a, get on a plan. Make some new steps. But we, if we're not living without God on the throne of our lives, it means that we're a slave to something else or someone else. Put God back on the throne. Once we identify our core idols and recognize their the destructive destination, we need to kick them out. You can't be passive. You can't, you've got to be determined. You've got to step over a line. If you give something an inch, it will take a mile, right? We've all probably lived life enough to know that. Uh, but we don't do that through just moral resolve. We do it by accepting the grace of a completely different master. Uh, scripture says in Romans 6 verse 23 that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, there is a master who doesn't require us to work to get his pleasures. He gives them as a gift. Every other master may threaten you, like, if you don't work hard enough or enough for me, I'll make you miserable. Money says that. Fail to obtain me and get enough of me or too much of me and you'll be poor and you'll be cursed. Relationships say, fail to obtain me and you'll be alone and you'll be miserable. But God says, I give you all my joy and my blessing as a gift that you don't have to work for it, you don't have to earn it. It's not a wage, it's a gift. It's a gift of God. See, the blessings of God are received, not achieved. The irony of serving idols uh, in our world today, all those spiritual idols, things that, that uh, we, we carry, is that they promise so much and deliver so little. They promise freedom and they promise life, but, but the wage they pay out is captivity. Jesus, on the other hand, he, his is the fountain of freedom and life itself, that he is more reliable than money, more satisfying than any romance, more worthwhile than any victory. He is more enduring than any earthly honor. Band, you guys could come right now. That would be good. Isaiah, the prophet, said this. He says, what kind of idol can even compare with a God like this? There's a myth that we kind of live on, that, that the things of our, our world, the things, that, and, and don't, don't get me wrong, we, we should be wise and we should be uh, people that are good stewards of what God has given us. But when they take a place in our lives that come before God, that's when there's an issue. When something comes into your life, when something catches your heart so much that, that it takes the place. Now, now it just doesn't, doesn't kind of... You know, when you, 
in the, yeah, I was thinking in the bench seat in the car when you're, you're dating, uh, dating there and you kind of move, you want to get closer to your girlfriend, that, that's what. An idol doesn't come to here, I'm taking over. An idol kind of like. Don't be deceived. Wake up. How do we wake up? We've got to hear what God is saying to us, right? How do we do that? I think the most simple way is that, God, God, I need your help. God, would you show me? God, would you reveal whatever's in me that is not of you, that, that is taking that place? Don't rely on your husband or your wife or your friends to tell you. What's the Holy Spirit revealing into your heart right now? That, that thing that's just popping into your mind or that thing you know. Go on a journey today to, to disempower that. To take that off the throne of your life and to reconnect with God who loves you, who paid an incredible price for you today. See, we dismantle their idols when we trust God in all things. If you've been in church for a long time, or for even for a while, you, you probably hear people in pastors and small group leaders saying that all the time. You just gotta trust God. You just gotta you trust God and heard it a million times. It's true. But not always easy to work out to walk through. Why? Because this looks bad. This looks, this looks terrible. I haven't got enough. There's no way through. How am I gonna? I think it's time. I think it's time for us to call out on the name of the Lord more than we've ever done before. Even to get up every morning and say, say this. Say, God, today, I place you on the throne of my life. I want to hear from you. I want to see what you want me to do. Not, oh, what we haven't got that much today. That person said, what? Who's on the throne of your life? And, and the only thing that you can be sure of today is that, that God is supreme, that He is over all things. And, and what that means for us in our day-to-day -day lives is that we don't have to panic when we don't know what to do. We can trust in the name of the Lord. We can declare it. One of the things that I've discovered in my life is that I can think one thing, but as soon as I start declaring, because this, this kind of can rule things, right? But it can also tell us untruths or things that aren't quite, uh, uncompletely correct. Uh, and, and so what I've decided to do is to use this thing here, which is pretty powerful, right? Uh, it's, it's powerful in our lives to declare what maybe I'm not feeling, but declare what I know to be true. That God, I want you on the throne of my life. That God, I'm going to trust you in the good times and the bad times. And, and, and it's so easy to use our, our mouths to do that. But can I encourage you, as the more you use your mouth, it's amazing how it transfers up to here. And it transfers down to here. 
when we choose to trust in the name of the Lord. It's part of dismantling the idols and receiving freedom uh, in your life because, because when we feel lost and there's obstacles, we know we can trust in the name of the Lord because He's sovereign. He's over all things. He created all things. We can trust Him. We can open our hands and get this and loosen the grip that we're, things that we're holding so tight to hold on to. Because we know that He is doing good things somehow and we can find the joy in that. See, the worst thing that we could do today is say to someone that we don't like them and we don't trust them. But to love God and to trust God, it invites His pleasure. And maybe today in these last few moments as we're going to close in a, in a few seconds. But, but maybe you're struggling with either God loving you or, or even trusting Him because you, you feel that He's let you down before. You, you'll feel that there's, lots of people are way better than you. Can I, can I say, don't, don't believe the lie. Don't, don't give that enemy an inch to sneak in there. Why don't we close our eyes and bury heads right now and, and I'm going to pray because I, I just believe that, that God had put a, some people on my heart today and not, not specific people but, but there was a few things that I'd like to pray for before, we, uh, before I get uh, Shirley's back up and, and the first thing is this is that I, I'm going to pray for, I'm going to ask people as, they, as they've got their eyes closed that this is a God moment, that this is a holy moment between you and God and and there was a couple of things that I'm going to pray for. And, and, and I'm not even going to ask you to, to do any response or anything. I'm just going to pray because you'll know in your heart with this. But, but maybe you're here today and you're just feeling this. Man, I've got to come back to God. I've got to come back to Him. This, first and the second group of people that I'm going to pray for is that, that I felt this, this week that, that God was saying, you've got to loosen your grip. You're holding on to that thing so tight that whatever that asks you to do or commands you, whatever you have to do to feed it, you will do because you're holding on to it so tight. It's like God was just saying, hey, hey, trust me in this. Loosen your grip and see what I will do. I'm going to pray for you in a second. And the, the third person, the group of people was this, is that, is that there's some people here that care more or are directed more by what other people think and their friends and people that are speaking into your lives right now that uh, that's almost like an idol as well, that you trust what they're saying more than what God thinks and what God means. Come on, I'm going to pray right now. If that's you, all, all, I, all I say is just you, just silently in your heart, and say, God, that's me. Lord, I give this to you. And I'm going to pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, for every person in this place. Today, oh God, as, as we've talked about these things that can take a place in our heart where they, where they just shouldn't be and, and where that leads us, oh God, today, Lord, I pray for every person that needs to come back to you, Father God, that you're just knocking on the door of their heart. Oh God, will you draw them closer, Father God? Will you give them amazing courage today, Lord? I pray, Father, for those who, who are holding on to something that is not you, that is so, they're holding on so tight, Father God. Lord, I pray, would you, would you Father God, fill them with, in their hearts right now with that peace and that trust, Father God, that, that Lord Jesus, even those comforting words from you, that, Lord, just step out, just give it to me, God says to you. But you can loosen your grip. You can let it go. And then, Lord, I pray for people here that are just feeling like people's words have just a place in how they speak it over their lives more 
in God's words. Lord, I pray, just, Lord, I just speak a release for those people, Lord God. Lord, I speak healing, Father, upon them. In Jesus' precious and mighty name, Holy Spirit, Lord, will you continue to do incredible work in hearts and lives, I pray. That's why every eye is closed and every head is bowed. In my last minute, I want to give an opportunity right now. Maybe this is your first time in church or your first time in a long time and you don't know what it is to to know that God loves you, that He gave His Son for you, that that we may have freedom and have an assurance of eternal life with Him. And today, all I'm going to do, it's it's great news. And this morning, I'm just going to give a real simple opportunity to, and it's simply this, I'm going to pray a, a prayer. And if that's you today, if you want to say, Daryl, I need, to, I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to give Him my heart. Lord, today I'm going to say yes to Jesus. If that's you, I want to invite you to pray this real simple prayer, just silently in your heart after me. Pray this. Pray, dear God, today I choose to give you my life. Forgive me of my sin. Those idols that have taken a place before you, forgive me. Lord, I repent before you now. And I make the decision freely, without uncompulsion, to give the rest of my days to you. I submit, surrender my life into your hands. In Jesus' name. Every eye is still closed. I'm not going to call anyone out. I'm not going to embarrass anybody, but we'd love to help you on this journey. Soon you can fill out a connect card. But before we do that, I'd love to know who I'm praying for here. I'm going to pray one last time. And if you said yes to Jesus right then, you gave your heart, you gave your life to the Lord right now, all I'm going to do is kind of count to three. And on three, I want you to slip your hand up so I can see and then down, because I'd love to be able to pray with you and help you on this journey. So get ready. Here we go. One, two, three. 